You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you took time to be with us. So right now I'm preaching through the book of Acts on Sunday mornings with our church family, and I am loving it. I feel like we're in an unpredictable time. We have no idea exactly what the future looks like. And so where better to find some direction than the book of Acts, where the apostles are following the Holy Spirit into uncharted territory. And in the middle of it, man, they've spread the gospel in, in a way that eventually came to us. I just hope that Carterville can be as effective. I can't wait to see what God's Spirit will do. And today, I want to pick up some more of our readings from the book of Acts. So I want to encourage you you know, to read the book yourself. Like While I'm preaching from it on Sunday mornings, you just pick up the book of Acts and use it in your quiet time so that the Holy Spirit can minister to you through what you read in your private worship at home with Him. I'm going to use the podcast along the way uh, to encourage you in that, just to shed light on some of the key stories. And today we're back in a story that has become pretty important for the early Jerusalem church. So uh, Peter and John healed a 40-year-old lame man who was begging for money at the temple gates. He asked them for money. They didn't have any, but in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, they told him to walk. He did. They preached a phenomenal sermon to a crowd of people who've gathered to see what happened. This miracle got everybody's attention. They showed the character of God, that God was keeping the promises that he made to Abraham, that in Jesus all things were being renewed. And what did they get for it? Well, they got arrested. So the Sanhedrin, the church leaders, the the chief priests, the, the Sadducees, the temple elite, the people who were in charge of Jewish religion at the time were very threatened by the Jesus movement. This kingdom of heaven movement did not fall under their authority. It didn't always bend its knee to them. And so they responded, you know, kind of poorly. They killed Jesus and now they're arresting the apostles. So yesterday I read a little bit about the interaction between Peter and these leaders who have him on trial. But today, I want to read a second part of that because it's phenomenal. So imagine the setting, right? These are the very people who only weeks ago called for the execution of Jesus, the leader over Peter and John. So if you're Peter and John, these are the guys who killed Jesus, your rabbi, your Messiah, your hero. You watched him walk on water. You watched him raise the dead. You know the power that Jesus Christ had. Like you're building a church on his name. You saw him after the resurrection. And yet, now you have been arrested by the very same people that were able to kill him. Well, so the next thing that I think is powerful is the last time Peter was in front of these kind of people, he was in the courtyard trying to see what was happening to Jesus the night before the crucifixion. And three times he was asked if he was one of the disciples. And each one of those three times, Peter denied knowing Jesus. And you know how the story goes. He felt super convicted. He failed. He let Jesus down. Luke's gospel tells you this powerful uh, moment where Jesus looks out a window as the rooster crows, and Peter just knows that Jesus knows. So Peter was afraid to claim the name of Jesus in front of these powerful people, even in the courtyard where these guys were inside in the trials, 
but outside with Peter were their servants or family members or friends. Like Peter, the last time he was even close to these guys, was afraid of them. Well, let me show you the change. I'll pick up in verse 12, which I read yesterday. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That is super clear. Verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Hey, listen to me. A testimony is irrefutable evidence for those who are willing to listen. This man was healed. All right, so let's keep reading. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, and then they conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Okay, so these religious leaders are in a tough spot. They're absolutely convinced that they have to stop the spread of ministry in the name of Jesus. They're convinced he wasn't Messiah. They're convinced he was a criminal. They probably also feel a bit guilty because they crucified him. So they believe they have to stop it. But the problem is God really healed a man. Like the witness is against them. It appears that God is favoring the masses, the crowd, and the apostles. So they're in a tough spot. But if they decided they've got to bring these guys in, let's come to a backroom agreement. If you'll stop preaching in the name of Jesus, we'll sweep this under the rug. So in verse 18, Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes? To listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Any further threats, after further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. The man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old, so he was an adult. This testimony is spreading like wildfire through Jerusalem. People are praising God and giving testimony to God because God is changing lives. And bless their heart, these religious leaders are trying to suppress it and stop it. I wish they could recognize that they were fighting against God. And so I just want to speak to us in two directions today. And the first way I want to challenge us is, hey, listen, are there moments where you feel like these religious leaders, you see clearly what God is doing, but it's hard for you to give in to it, hard for you to accept it, maybe because it's too much change for you, maybe because uh, maybe because it interrupts something that's important to you, or maybe because it means that you're not in charge. I really have no idea. But have you ever been in a moment where you saw God clearly working, but you still felt compelled to resist it? I'm just going to encourage you, don't. Man, in the church family, let's don't. When we see God's Spirit moving, even if it's challenging to a structure or a tradition we're accustomed to, let's always make it our priority to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be built on the Scriptures even more than on the traditions that we cherish and love. Don't misunderstand. We are not trying to change our traditions. I love our traditions. I'm super comfortable in them. 
But when we find ourselves in any place like Peter and John were in, where they have to decide how to represent Jesus, let's be faithful. And when we find ourselves in a place like the high priest and the Sanhedrin, when they feel temptation to resist the clear work of God's Spirit, hey, no matter what it costs us, let's be faithful to move with God. Even if it means in some cases that we yield our authority, our prestige, our power, our influence to the to the Holy Spirit of God who we cannot control. If it means that we don't get to be in charge, but He does, we have got to be okay with that. As an individual, in your family, in our small groups, in our church, let's be okay. The second thing I want to think about is, I want to think about this from the angle of Peter and John. So the last time Peter was here, he denied knowing Jesus. You know, And it wasn't even near this much pressure. Like he's outside in the courtyard at nighttime. Uh, this time he's inside the courtroom. Okay, so Peter has changed radically. Like by the resurrection of Jesus, the confidence that Christ placed in him, like being forgiven and restored. Peter is an entirely different person. And listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. What a powerful testimony. We cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Church family, sometimes you find yourself in exactly this spot. You know exactly what God wants you to do, beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's not a whim on your part. It's not something you prefer. It's not a preference. It's not a desire. It's not your agenda. You find yourself once in a while in a spot where you know exactly what God wants you to do. But you have an opposition. Maybe it's somebody important, somebody that loves you, somebody that's powerful, or maybe it's kind of this nebulous voice of culture. So you know that you're supposed to represent Christ, but you're hearing these resounding pushback, you know, no or don't, or that's not appropriate, or you might offend somebody if you don't do it the correct way, or who are you to say that? Maybe there's a moment where you are on the witness stand in a similar fashion to Peter and John. And I pray that when you and I ever have to stand between the will of God and the will of people, even people we love or people who have great power, I hope that we will be faithful like Peter and John, that we'll say, should I listen to him or should I listen to you? You decide. But for me, I'm going to be faithful to Jesus. And that's what Peter and John did. They continued to witness to Christ. So church family, I just want to encourage you in this powerful story, the courage that Peter and John felt came from the Spirit of God. I hope you and I will follow Jesus with the same determined resolve and that the Holy Spirit will encourage us in it. Church, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. So this is your Thursday podcast. I cannot wait to see you on Sunday. I love our celebrations of the resurrection of Jesus on the first day of the week. I don't know what God's doing in your life, but I can't wait to hear about it and I can't wait to see you. Let's spread the gospel well this week. 